Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran in the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two that you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word down the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Corey Harris. There are happy blues, sad blues, lonesome blues, red-hot blues, mad blues, and loving blues. Blues is a testimony to the fullness of life. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 123. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a pleasant winter day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Copper, the Wonder Golden's favorite holiday, happens to be today. National Love Your Pet Day. We've celebrated by going to the dog park, hiking around Como Lake, and doing a little podcasting while Copper enjoys a very loud and stinky bully stick. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo Valentine's Day show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. The restaurant flipped three times in the night, so all the staff and tip jars were all very happy. Friday, Brian K. Johnson and I rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota. Good to see old college buddy LT there. And of course, thanks to Tammy and the Stews Warriors faction for the continued support. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and myself jammed at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Great to see previous podcast guest Tim Siegler there before his band's show downstairs at Vanelli's. Gorgeous day with lots of folks out and about, and even Harley Davidson slash Santa Andrew made an appearance. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, February 21st, 2018. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, February 22nd, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be jamming at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, February 23rd, I'll be playing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, February 24th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rambling down down to Clayton, Wisconsin to jam at Seven Brothers from 7 to 10 p.m. Guest this week. It's part one of three with Santa Fe slash Minnesota blues rocker Ken Valdez. We discuss John Bonan of Plums, Johnny Lang, the ingredients of blues music, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, everybody. We're here at Plums in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm here with blues rock extraordinaire, Mr. Ken Valdez. Hey, How's hey, it going, hey. Ken? Doing well, man. How are you? 
Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We are we've been kind of BS and catching up about uh, life in the music scene here before we started, but we're sitting here on the infamous slash famous <laughs> stage at Plums, where many blood, sweat, and beers ah. have been spilled. And uh, we're talking about the old patriarch, Mr. John Badan. Yeah, man. Uh, we all miss him, of course, and we're sitting here at Plums. But uh, what's your favorite memories of John, Ken? Favorite? If you have any. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, there's there's tons, man. I I, uh, I spent a lot of time here, you know, with Hensley and, and, and all those cats, and... Uh, I think I think the one memory that stands out above the rest, good, bad, or indifferent, it's just uh, there was a night where we we closed this place down, and it was um, there was a few of us here, I believe, like Tucker Jensen was here, and I think Hensley may or may not have been here. Uh, there's there's a few of us, and John was getting so hyped up on OAR. The band OAR. Like, I remember I mean, that. So hyped up, like to the point where he's like, "Yeah, man. Whenever, like, I just want to like take one of those guys that just like, you know, is, is is messing around here or whatever, or if like somebody wants to fight or whatever, man, I'll listen to this and I get so pumped up and I'm like looking at him like, dude, that's OAR. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kid you not, he like takes off his shirt comes on this very stage and is doing like like his like one man mosh pit and I'm just looking at him like wow <laughs> that dude and I'll tell you what though it was like the most real like sincere like John Badon moment you know because he was having a good time and having a blast but I'm just watching this dude like just completely you know just get just like you know championship game kind of stuff like that you know like yeah man to oar <laughs> he like, loved music and i remember yeah. those that genuine feeling he would get oh yeah or he would portray and i he just couldn't hold it back sometimes or like oh, it was, when we would it was sit there great. and jam after the show it's your plans you play like two chords or something he just kind of he'd just go right into it oh yeah you know, and he, was, he would not no inhibitions yeah. whatsoever would just start singing or dancing or jumping up on top of the bar going back in the dj booth here which yeah, it's still around. the same stuff that's been here for... Yeah, yeah. I know Hensley put up uh, a little something. I think that Yamaha that's, that's there I think he put is, the one up over Hensley, there. and there's... Uh, I think there's... Uh, yeah, his old JBLs, which are <laughs> killer. That thing is such a beast, man. Those oh, are... you said trouble with the lights. I see you got two new lights right there. Yeah, I got those same like ones. It. Yeah. Um, but the other's just ancient. God. But a lot, of, uh, a lot of memories here at Plums. I like that. I like what you were saying, that he had, like, yeah, you know... John was the kind of guy that had no inhibitions, you know? None. Like he was just like, yeah, here it is. Like usually we'd close down the night with the uh, songwriter showcase with Hensley, and usually the last one up, for the most part, would be Badon. Getting up, it's like, I just want to sing, play something. And so <laughs> Sauls and I would be like, uh, okay. I think there's actually a YouTube video that he put together of him singing this this song where like Sauls and I just play this progression. It was great, man. It was just, it was, it was such a trip. I gotta, I wanna find that just because I think that's uh, a video of him doing it. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's not even, it's not, he put it together. So it was like, 
I think it was just like this generic background of like, like a like a fucking sunset or something like that. I but, wonder. Okay, his family or a, a, a person in his close knit group contacted me after he passed, uh-huh. and had a had a audio t- thing of him singing this song to this girl. And then wanted me to put it on YouTube behind this. I wonder if it's the one I put up. You're talking about. I I would love to hear it. And I'll it's let you know. It's a picture of his face. And it's his guitar with like a sunset thing. I got. I want to hear it, and I'll let you know because yeah. I know that it's me and Saul's, and I think that's a, that's just that's all it was. And uh, yeah, but I'll tell you, man, what was kind of freaky was the fact that he, you know, the fact that he was winging it, and you knew he was winging it. He at was least, for like, sure winging it. Yeah, but his sense of melody and the fact that like he was just coming up with the stuff on the spot I always found that to be like really mind blowing oh like, I thought a lot he, of, yeah I loved it too man yeah, a lot of people didn't realize that it's like you know Badon the bartender you know but no dude came up and and uh, did his thing it was, it was great So Ken, you're a rock blues guy around the cities here. We're here on this kind of winter day, and it's, are you, you're from Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah, Santa Fe, New Mexico. So man. how did you wind up here in St. Paul? Um, God, originally uh, it was what about 2001 or so. Uh, it was Johnny Lang and his father. brought me out here really yep it's johnny and his father they uh convinced me to move out to uh minneapolis uh to do a record and um yeah originally that was that was the plan and uh john senior managed me for a little while and how did you run across them um man you know i uh i'm trying to remember how that all kind of came about the years kind of run together if i remember correctly man i was just hungry and go-getter like back in the day man yeah. you know so i uh was doing a lot of research for you know people that that kind of you know were in the same vein of of what it is that i was kind of doing you know um and that had experience in, in in promoting that or managing or you know people that had avenues that i did not have uh to kind of propel me or, or get me you know from point a to point b and um you know, Johnny was blowing up at that time, and and now uh, it, it seemed like a good fit. It seemed like a good fit, and so I, I you know, contacted, pursued, and uh, you know, had conversations. You know, uh, and and that was that, man. You know, showed uh, showed them my music, and you know, and I guess the rest is history, really. That's cool, man. So, what year was that you moved up here? Oh gosh, originally it was 2001. I uh, I was here for a few years. You know, like 2003, 2004, I went back to New Mexico for a while and um, came back here uh, for uh, round two. I just couldn't get enough, man. <laughs> I couldn't get enough. I couldn't get enough of these winners. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. My last name ends with an E and a Z, dude. And I don't know if you know this, but I got a permanent suntan on me. <laughs> so this shit don't work <laughs> for a brother like me, man. But uh, I came out here. Uh, it, I'm going on my, my 10th year now. So, okay. yeah, it'll be 10 years in, uh, in November, November 1st. Dude. Yeah. 
And you like it up here? It was a good decision? Yeah, man. I love it out here. So, I mean, I've been here, right? So, I, I've, been, I've been around, man. I've, I've, I've wandered, you know, a little bit with, like, uh, dabbled a little bit with, like, L.A. and, and, and Austin and, and stuff like that. And the thing about Minneapolis or the Twin Cities, I should say, because, you know, we're sitting in my old hood, man. Like, you know, I, I was crawling distance from this place, like, just a few years ago. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you, um, what's awesome about this place is, for the most part, you have venues, and the venues still pay, yeah. you know, or at least comparatively speaking to uh, the aforementioned cities, you know, L.A. I Austin. believe it. I felt so, the same way. And on top of that, the talent that's here, as far as musicians are concerned, is top-notch, like ridiculously, stupidly good players, like, you know, and I think um, a lot of the people that are, that, that are here, a lot of the, 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 the folks that inhabit the Twin Cities, I think they're a little bit too close, because I keep hearing a lot about, ah, oh, there's nothing going on, or, you know, uh, this scene sucks, or whatever, and it's like, man, just get out. Go get out, and then you tell me what you have here, because you guys would, would be uh, you know, hard-pressed to find you know, a better uh, group of players, sounds. There's something for everybody here, man, so I, I enjoy it musically, yes. When I was did the Now My Nashville stuff, all the folks on there said this scene sucks, too. And then when I was down in Texas, they said it sucked, too. You're right. Just anywhere you are, it's going to suck. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that's that's just the case. But I think it's just Wherever because, you go, there you are. Yeah, I think it's just because people are too close to their own scene. And once you once you get outside the box and you realize, you know, what you have, oh, you, you know, it, you start appreciating it a little bit more. I agree. I remember going out of town and doing some shows, did a lot of Nashville stuff, and, and being like... Uh, uh, kind of proud to be one of the players in the Twin Cities because I thought a lot of Twin Cities players were some better singers, better pickers and stuff. And I just kind of was like, yeah, man, forget this. The Cities guys can rock just oh, as good as these man. people, if not better. Absolutely. There's something to be said because, I mean, like, although I, I, I guess I'm kind of looked at as, as like a blues rock guy or whatever, I, I tend to find myself hanging a lot more with... with you know, all the cats from, like, the R&B and soul scene. Oh, really? Yeah, so, um, and, you know, even a lot of those, like, like a lot of the heavy jazz cats, the Petersons in particular, you know, are, are, are like, family to me. And Do you know much jazz playing? I I have dabbled in it, but, but man, I, I... It's hard. It's, yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> 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 I'm not that cool, man. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you, it's it's, like... You have like cats like the Petersons or, or, or a lot of you know uh, uh, the Prince contingency, if you will, Michael Bland and Sonny Thompson, and you know, and it's like those are heavy, heavy, heavy cats, man. I agree. They like those guys alone. If it, if it were just those guys alone in this entire scene, it would still be worth it, and you'd still learn something. You know, yeah. I, that's just it's it's an incredible thing, man. I yeah, I'm I'm very fortunate. To uh, to be here and to uh, to to know those guys really, I'm a, I'm a better person for knowing them, better player for knowing them for sure because they they're not afraid to kick your ass on the stage any you know any night of the week. You got to step up. So you use the term blues slash blues rock. I can. What do you consider blues? <laughs> and what do you oh, consider man. like for blues to me? Like, we're both friends with good old Naughton, the biggest Milwaukee Brewers fan of all time.
naughty. Naughty, 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 naughty. <laughs> anyway, guy. he's a regular on this show, and he'll be on again soon. That I love Naughton. Oh, but anyway, I'm, I'm so... Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm a traditional blues guy where I'm a one, four, five. That's blues to me. Mm-hmm. And the stuff, like I was listening to a lot of your stuff this morning, you add a lot of different chords. Yours has more of a rock element. Where does the difference between, okay, what is blues rock then? Man. And between like just rock or like pop rock or something, where do, what, what makes it blues? I think it's, it's the underlying tone of things. It's the underlying factor. It's, it's, it's that, it's that influence you know that's that's that seems to be pretty prevalent you know uh rush is a rock band i don't hear a whole lot of blues In Rush, it's you know what I mean. So and make a nice T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like when uh, when Tom Sawyer is, is their bluesiest tune or something. It's like you got to kind of wonder a little bit. It's like you know, but that's it's um, it's the influence, man. It's 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 a very predominant influence within you know I guess the genre, if you will. Because I mean, I love traditional blues. And this is an interesting thing because um, I've been having a ton of conversations lately about this very thing or, or people's perception of blues. Uh, just, it, we, we were just in Memphis. Uh, I'm going to ask you about that for sure. Absolutely. We were just in Memphis for the IBCs. And so you, you have 150 you know, bands from around the world that are you know, competing, although the, the, they won't call it that you know, for, for the best unsigned blues band or, or whatever. So essentially you have these groups of people who are judging these bands on, you know, how, like what their blues content is and stuff like that. So, well, I'm not the biggest fan of, of battles of the bands or something like that, you know, and, and I have all the respect in the world for, for all the bands that were out there. I, I have to question, you know, not the you got to understand this is this is blues aficionados this is exactly what they say blues in the thing. snobs blues snobs blues aficionados who are who are judging these these contests now i'm not hating on the contest i'm not hating on the judges at all but i was sitting there wondering because it was told to me that uh you know they want to hear like straight you know they want they want their blues. And I mean, by blues, it's that one, four, five, like you're not breaking away from the norm. And it's just like, but what constitutes that? What, con- what, what what's their blues? How is their blues different than my blues? And, and what if they are more along the lines of like a Skip James or, or Elmore James, or, you know, they want to get all old school and, and go with Sunhouse and Robert Johnson. Or maybe they like Muddy Waters, or maybe they like Albert Collins, or maybe they like, you know, there's so many different facets to blues that, like, you know, 
I, I, I found it interesting because it, I don't want to call it limiting, but I can't. Oh, how do I put this? When you have a group of people who are just so hell-bent on, on this is blues, it makes no sense to me because, you know, those guys obviously progressed. You can't tell me that Robert Johnson and, and, and Muddy Waters sounded the same. It had to go through a progression, right? And yeah. Muddy Waters and Stevie Ray Vaughan didn't sound the same because it progressed. So, you know, I think that there's room for growth. And I'm a songwriter at the end of the day. So I embrace those aspects of, of, of writing songs. I love melody. Melody makes the world go round, man. So with blues and blues rock, if you want to call it that or whatever, it's like, those are my blues. That's how I perceive it. That's how I hear it in my head. And I'll be damned if anybody tells me that that's not real blues. You know what I mean? So it's, I can go on to this. It's, it's all like philosophical for me, man. That's you cool. Know. That's why we're on here, man, to sit here and bullshit. <laughs> so you're telling me I'm getting this, like, it's like a cooking show, like Bobby Flay or some cookie show or Halloween Wars, and there's those three judges there that are all marks for themselves, and you up with your cake, and they're like, it has to have a certain amount of chicken and a certain amount of this, and then they judge Dude. it for, for whatever ingredients that they perceive that's supposed to be in it. Exactly. Except they use that on freaking blues music is that it, what this was i'll tell you what man before I, i'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus man you're not but, throwing no shade uh, but i'm not gonna <laughs> but i'm not gonna hold back either because it's like it's like that it's you know i'm i'm i don't want to say i'm necessarily like the most outspoken guy by any means but like when i when i see something like this i gotta i gotta just kind of like i can't help but laugh just a little bit you know just that or, or throw up in my mouth a little bit, either which one, you know. But, like, before we went out to Memphis, I was told by particular people that were, uh, <laughs> that we are representing, if you will, that the judges out there are expecting this. They expect this. And what you're doing is not what they would, ex that, that, that's going to get you knocked out of the competition. It's like, all right, so you want more blues. You want more straight one, four, five. And it's like, that's fine, man. But everybody does that. Like, I just, I'm an artist at the end of the day, you know, and I'm a songwriter. I'm, I'm where I came from, where I cut my teeth, how I, um, how I came up in this whole thing was as an original artist, man. You know, so I, I didn't, spent a whole lot of time in the cover the cover band game or even you know as a solo artist like you know doing the, the like a lot of covers like even on my acoustic shows the thing, so you know here I am presenting my blues and I'm having somebody tell me that's not blues enough this has been the story of my life brother <laughs> I'm you know I've heard it all dude like I'm too rock for blues I'm too blues for rock and I'm too funky for the both of them and it's like you know okay whatever so uh, I, I I tend to I, I tend to be misunderstood about the whole thing, man. But it's it's just so funny as far as what people constitute as blues. I think people uh, it's nice to be you know it's nice to have uh, something familiar, and I think that's what it is. It's like that's it's safe. I'm not a safe guy. Yeah, you know. 
if if you're gonna, you should just wipe all the labels away and just say it's just stripper music. <laughs> if, if you if you want to call it that, but strippers need love too, man. You know, so it just yeah, strip, they play strip, stripper music, man. The acoustic stuff and the rock stuff. Um, and you also play on the way here. I was listening to some of your stuff on YouTube, and there was this killer song. Now I can't think of it because the Beach Boys in, are in my head right now. Yeah, yeah. It was some loca song. Loca song. And you're singing the same thing over and over, and it was super. Jingo. Is that it? Jingo. Oh, I'm sure. God, that was so Jingo Loba. Like the, that's it. Yep. Yeah, that's an old Santana tune, man. Oh, that was so good. Your version was excellent. I absolutely loved it, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, that's cool. Ken, we're gonna, we got to wrap up episode one. You're cool. Do another couple episodes. Oh, absolutely. Let's get started yeah, here. dude. This is um, the, <laughs> we're just rapping. Yeah, thing. we're just rapping. Okay, so I always do a story behind the song segment and then take some of your stuff at the end. Sure enough. And we'll talk about your record next time. And I do want to jam on a couple songs oh, and we'll do happen. some of that stuff. Um, so let's do one. Is there a song in particular you'd like to talk about in one of your records here? Oh, you, you tell me, man. How about uh, off your 2017 release, Soul Renegade? Yeah. How about the song Rio Grande Blues? <laughs> okay. What's the story behind that song? Um, well, I'm you know, from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and uh, it's just, you know, I, the way I look at it, it's just, just, just a badass outlaw kind of, you know, blues tune. Um, I, uh, I was writing a lot with Paul Peterson, um, at that time, and uh, I believe that he produced this track, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, this is recorded at the old Flight Time uh, MMI Studios. And uh, yeah, it's just you know, it, it's it, it's kind of thoughtless, but uh, you know, it, it's it's just badass outlaw kind of you know blues and rock and roll. So cool, man. What's another song out that record you think someone should check out? Um, well, I like uh, Detroit Iron too. I wrote Detroit that one Iron down. is cool, man. Detroit Iron is awesome. Uh, Make it is probably one of my my favorites on there for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's you just made a video for that too, right? Yeah, yeah, just a you know quick little something just to have out there. Get yeah, out there. super cool, man. Yeah. All right, Mr. Ken Valdez, thank you for being on the Mark Steering Music Podcast. Please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning into this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.